It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, that's our uh, cues to uh, talk. Um, Dennis and uh, Brady here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. And I'm not quite sure. Oh, there's there's my headphones at least. Mine's working fine. Everything's been going good for me today i had a great weekend it was beautiful i got a ton of stuff done in my in the yard had some flowers planted mowed mowed my lawn killed some weeds dug up an old satellite dish that was there from before i moved in so yeah i got got some stuff done i did not get the lawn cut that was the one project that i did not get done oh anyway on to stuff that did happen um we saw a lot of softball a lot of softball. Three games uh, in uh, Algonac on Saturday. Could have stayed and watched a fourth. Didn't feel like it. No, uh, <laughs> not not between Utica and Gross Point North. No, and especially since I think that was going to be a short game. It was five four actually. Was it really? Yeah, I'm so, shocked by that. Well, and other news milestone for us um, is long as the weather holds up today, and if it doesn't, this will happen tomorrow. Game number five hundred. And get stuck on sports.com. The next time we go on the air for a game will be number 500. And we're hoping that that will be later today. Hopefully. But can you believe that? 500 yeah, games. I can believe it because I was there. I've been out. I've done at least half of them. <laughs> that, you're not wrong. But that is a ridiculous number of games, and we're not even to the end of our second year. Oh, I, I know. I know, and and we got shortchanged last year because of COVID because none of the sports seasons that we cover played full seasons. Football lost three regular season weeks. Boys and girls basketball lost a ton of games. What, Marysville girls played nine basketball games Yeah, uh, during the, That's the including COVID the playoffs. year. You know, hockey was shortchanged, um, and then we went into baseball and softball, and they didn't start on Nobody started on time. Nobody played a full uh, schedule, and we still did 241 games in year one, which means we've done more than that. Two fifty eight in year two, yeah. Already. But and counting. When we first started this we figured we might do a hundred um, if we were busy a hundred and fifty games a year. Yeah, that that was kind of my low ball guesstimate of, of what I thought we might get. Um and the, the, the fact that we even in a COVID year we way overdid that. So very excited. Yes. Um, and and again, we've had a lot of games rained out. Like we put together a baseball softball schedule that didn't include some of the weekends yes. because we didn't know the tournaments setups for a lot of them. And we had ninety nine games in two months. That was and a lot of that districts. has been rained out. Yes, but thank you to everyone that's helped us along. Uh, we couldn't have done it ourselves if you guys didn't listen. If you guys didn't care, we wouldn't have made it to five hundred games. It, all, all the coaches out there have made it easy. All the uh, administrators, especially in our area, have made it easy. Even in the other spots, we've run into – in 500 games, we've run into two idiots <laughs> the whole time. So I, I'll take that uh, one every, what, 250 games. So thank you. Uh, it's it, – yeah, 500 games is a lot. And, yeah, if you guys didn't listen, we wouldn't have done 500. So it means a lot when you come up and you tell us – that you listen or you enjoy it because that means at least someone is. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah we're, we're hoping again today we've got uh, two games scheduled for today. Um, one that I really want to see 
So let's get some some nice uh, weather and and get these games in uh, today. Um, and two for Brady's sake, because so far I think I've had all the milestone games, and it's set up today for Brady's game to start first, so he would technically be number five hundred. Yes, and 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 we want that. And if for it gets him. pushed to tomorrow, it would be you because you have a double header that starts a half hour before mine. Oh. Well, didn't oh yeah, my yeah, double. Yeah. Well, I, I, we just replaced one double header with another. Yeah, but anyway, this intro, intro has been too long and rambly. Golf <laughs> outing June twenty fifth. Sign up at our websites on the Elks. Yada yada yada, and we'll talk baseball when we come back. Yes. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match because with effortless four wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, Replace them with Anderson windows with low E-glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863.
Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Dura Clean by Bachelor. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. And uh, there was a lot going on. It was a Friday the 13th on Friday. I know you love that. And we survived. (laughs) Anyways. Not uh, not every pitcher survived, but your game was uh, was not bad. The the Northern Marysville series wrapped up, um, and compared to the way the week started, both teams were playing better ball by the end of the week. Yeah, this was a game where you had uh, two sides kind of ask pitchers to pitch in a spot. I don't think they were planning on ever asking these pitchers. To go in, Marysville had asked uh, put Tommy Haddits on the mound to start to try to get a win back in the series, and he's been up and j- down from JV. So I'm not a guy you usually expect to pitch during conference play. And Northern, due to injuries, illness, whatever, had to start Nick Schrader, a freshman, and behind the dish was a catcher in Ty Fletcher. So you had a freshman, freshman matchup on the mound. And on northern side, a freshman throwing to a freshman, trying to sweep a series that would keep them a game out of the Mac Blue title. So kind of an important game. And it was a pitcher's duel through and through. It was a great performance. Uh, northern ultimately won the game 5-1. to one. 
But I will tell you, Tommy had its pitched his ass off and left everything out there. Through the first three innings, he didn't give up a hit. He gave up a base runner on a walk and a base runner on an error. And when he gave up his first hit, it was a bunt single when Ruiz beat the shift. And he was pitching phenomenal. And Nick Schrader, after giving off a leadoff double to Porter Kays, who would later come around to score, he settled down. He went four innings. And after the fourth, it's one nothing Marysville. And you're thinking that it feels like it's 5 nothing the way both teams are pitching. Northern was able to push across the run when Owen Johnson got on and error moved him over. And then all Jacob Kerrigan needed to do was lay down a safety squeeze. He did so perfectly, and Johnson came in to score, and it's 1-1, and it's brand-new ball game in the fifth. Then Taylor Falls comes into pitch for Northern. This is a kid, Dennis, I don't think we've seen pitch this year, and he he's also a freshman. So you had a freshman start to a freshman catcher and handed off to a freshman reliever. What does he do in his two innings of relief? First inning, strikes out the side in order against Marysville. Second inning, walks the first batter, strikeout, ground out, strikeout. Strikes out five of the seven batters he sees, only gives up the one base runner on a walk, and keeps the game right where it's at because Northern took the lead in the top of the sixth. Derek Ruiz hit a rope of a triple into the right center gap. And then to Tommy Haddits' credit, bounced back, fly out, strikeout, ground out, but the flyout scored Ruiz to make it 2-1. to one. And you're going into the top of the seventh thinking this is, this is anyone's game. I mean, I know Marysville has struggled, but hitting-wise, but Haddits has been pitching great. He strikes out the first batter in the seventh, and then Owen Johnson connects on one that absolutely was crushed, and it went about 20 feet over the left center fence. I know Marysville isn't actually that big, but it feels like it's that yeah, big. it plays it, big. It plays big. You rarely see home runs to dead center field, and Owen Johnson crushed it. He would give up four more hits in a row before getting uh, a runner out and a rundown and a pop out to end the inning, and it was 5-1 Marysville, shut down by Derek Ruiz, who comes into close. You don't see that too often. They use him as a late-inning guy um, in high school, and that's kind of an oddity, but he gets ground out, uh, ground out, ground out, single fly out to end the game. And Northern gets a huge sweep to keep them a game back of Lance Cruz. And as I understand it, their game against Lance Cruz will be restarted from the beginning. Although I would have assumed it, they would pick it up from where it left off unless they had decided something beforehand. But in any case, Lance Cruz is 9-1 and one in league play. Northern is 8-3 and three with three potentially four games to go yeah that that's a break too for northern because they were they were down in that uh game and and if i'm lance cruz i'm i'm probably kicking and screaming uh at whoever agreed to restart that game from the beginning Yeah, it was five three in the fourth i believe but at this series that's that's half a baseball game too in in high school it is it is um but this series Northern had to show a little grit. They were down in two of the three games, and they weren't down just, oh, it was one nothing in the first inning, and then we came. No, they were down for they were down six nothing in the first game, and they were down one nothing into the fifth 
of game three, and they end up getting a sweep that they've desperately needed. I believe that's seven straight wins in league now for Northern. And they can they do the only thing you ask for is the ability to control your own destiny, especially in the last week of the season. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, you'll say, oh, well, they played PH and they played Marysville. Those two teams don't roll over and play dead when it's Northern. No, it's. I mean, again, we, I talked about the pitching for Marysville. I thought Tommy Haddits pitched one of the best performances I've seen from a Marysville pitcher today. He just, I mean, the seventh inning, he got roughed up a little bit. But before that, I mean, he did every, he was a bulldog out on the mound, and he just couldn't quite get those two big outs. The Ruiz triple killed him. And then the one run that scored, uh, the first run was aided by a couple errors, uh, a one on a ball put in play and one on a throwing error, and that allowed the safety squeeze to be put on. But I thought he did a really nice job. And how about Northern? Kind of piecemealing a game together with Schrader, Falls, and Ruiz, and not just surviving, but dominating, only giving up one run, and that was the leadoff double that came around to score. Yeah, you know, and it's not like, okay, they they went with Ruiz and he went five, and then the other two kids came in and got him six outs. Right. No, they went with the kids, and Ruiz came in and got the last three outs. Yes, he slammed the door. And, by the way, the the quarter Kays didn't score on an RBI. It was a drop third strike that when they threw down to first, he came in to score. So Marysville didn't drive in a run in the game. And that's a heck of a performance, trusting your kids, your young players to come up in a big spot and, as I said, give you a chance coming down the stretch to claim, at worst, a share of the league title if they went out. Speaking of uh, Port Huron and not rolling over, I, I thought they played pretty well against Frazier this week. They lose Friday 13-6, to get a couple of hits from Eric Whiting, uh, a double and an RBI from uh, Peyton Mullins. Uh, there's good blood in, in that in that bloodline. Yeah, minus you. Yep. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, um, and uh, Saint Clair and Marine City uh, had an actual slugfest on Friday. I I imagine that that both coaches said, "Well, we're not going to uh, put any of our top pitchers in here. We're, we're going to let a lot of different uh, kids do stuff. And they had a 15-12 game won by the yeah, uh, Saints. Yeah, right. There were, uh, I think it was a combination of not throwing your aces the whole time and also a slew of errors in that game for for both sides. Uh, it was, yeah, you don't get to 15-12 to 12 without some errors. And Marine City had six. St. Clair had five. Wow. That's something that even when you're not throwing your best players or pitchers, you still expect to make the plays. Yeah, you, you don't, and especially with St. Clair, you don't see them throw the ball around like that. Uh, Logan Ellis, two hits. Luke Ellis, a hit, two walks, two RBIs. Peyton Ellis, two hits in RBI. Holden Schalk had three hits and drove in three runs for the Saints. Charles Tigert, uh, two hits, including a double. Nolan Distelrath hit two triples. Don't and, see that too often. And drove in four. And what did you say the rest of his line was? Yeah, he struck out three times. So he was swinging for the fences every <laughs> time, apparently. And when he connected, he did damage. Jeff Heslip doubled and drove in two runs as uh, well. Uh, Yale took two from K-Pack. 
10 to 4 and 9 to 1 in the opener. Jack Cavanaugh with two hits, touched home plate three times. Connor Jakubiak had two hits, including a double, drove in three. Aiden uh, Coralden uh, did the work on the mound with uh, four hits and in six innings, uh, no earned runs, no walks, 13 strikeouts in that one uh and in game two the nine three win jeff mason doubled and drove in a couple and uh james taylor Barr with a double and two rbis as well um north branch not so lucky against goodrich they lost eight one in the first game despite getting two hits from Jaden hutchinson and they lost game two ten to one um and since we had a couple of other BWAC games I'll do that and then I'll let you talk about Mooney all right um Algonac uh 15 nothing over Memphis Josh Kasner two hits a double an RBI three runs scored Andrew Thomason drove in two runs and Richmond beat up on Marlette 13 to three Trey Taylor with two hits a homer four RBIs that's a bat that we've been mentioning a lot more lately he's heating up for them because that's all they need is another guy hitting exactly um Jackson Jones a double two RBIs Ryan Nettles drove in a couple of runs Bryce Wesley had three hits two hits and an RBI for Denny Saligan and then there was Mooney yes Mooney clinched their spot in the conference tournament which if you're not if you're not familiar with the Catholic League, with the intersectional and the AA division, they just take the top two teams. So if you slip up a little bit, you're not making it. And Mooney finishes second in the intersectional behind uh, Royal Oak Shrine, the only team they lost to, with two wins over Cranbrook, 12-1. to they uh, Trent Rice had himself a day. In game one, four hits, a double. Five RBIs, three stolen bases, two runs scored. That's a heck of a ball game. <laughs> For one, it's a season. And we'll get to game two in a second. Avery Broll had a hit and four RBIs. Blake Lutzke, seven innings pitched, five, five hits allowed, one earned run, three walks, and 11 punch outs. That's a dominant performance for Mooney. And then they bounce back and get a shutout win over Cranbrook, six to nothing. Trent Rice in game two, a double, two RBIs, a walk, a stolen base, and two more runs scored. So for the day, five hits, two doubles, seven RBIs, four stolen bases, four runs scored. And he drove the bus. Yeah, he's he's feeling he's feeling good about himself. <laughs> Blake Lutsky went to the plate, had a hit and drove in three, and Brendan Carnegie had seven hits or seven innings pitched, six hits, no earned runs, two walks, three strikeouts. So two pitchers to get you through a doubleheader, and you beat Cranbrook by a combined 18-1. to That's a good day at the office. They will play Friday against the winner of the AA division, and I'm not sure who that's going to be because I'm looking at the Catholic League site. It looks like they haven't played all their games. It's either going to be Divine Child or Lutheran North. So they'll play one of those two teams Friday at Comerica at 2 o'clock. And, well, if they win and Royal Oak Shrine wins, you could see maybe part two of what's potentially a trilogy between those three schools. And, well, and I guess you, part three and then a, a four-part series. You, you, you know Mooney wants another shot at Shrine. You know they do. And remember last year, this is a team that took – Liggett to the limit. I believe it was a seventh or eighth inning walk-off hit by Liggett to beat Mooney in the Catholic League championship game. 
And La- they were a blown call away from that not being the case. Yeah, last year it was at Jimmy John's, right? Yes. And this year it's at Comerica. Well, they played the semifinals at Comerica last year, and they played the finals at Jimmy John's. This year they're just playing the finals at, like, Brother Rice or something, which oh, okay. is boring. Wow. I'd well, rather be at Jimmy John's. One, yeah, it's closer. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, but you, you'd go down to Brother Rice and probably see their field and go, wow, this is better than Comerica Park. <laughs> Uh, Mooney, by the way, on Saturday uh, played three games. Wow. Luther Northwest beat them 5-4. to four. Mott beat them 14-8, to eight, which that really surprised me, even if Mooney was not throwing their aces. Uh, and then uh, they beat Sterling Heights 15 to nothing, which didn't surprise me. Yeah, Emily City also played a couple of games on Saturday. They lost to Carroll on a walk-off 3-2, and then they lost to Carlton. Nine to eight. So a couple of close losses for a struggling MLA City team. You would have liked to seen them maybe take one of those just to get a win and some good vibes in the yeah. locker room. But they're they're playing better and they're at least hitting the ball now. In the one game, hey, three hit three runs allowed. That means you're less walks, less errors. You're doing the doing the job on the field. Yeah, at least it, it it's got to feel good to at least show up and be competitive and not be blown out in three or five innings. Um, So good for them. Uh, All right, we'll take a break because then we've got lots and lots of softball to talk about as well coming up uh, here on the program in just a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall and Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and clothes, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish. Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. 
With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. And uh, let's uh, start with uh, some softball action. I saw two games on uh, Friday in Algonac to get the tournament started there that we covered uh, over the uh, weekend. In game one, uh, it was the Kennebomberito show as Algonac needed just Good five Lord, innings. Was it? Yeah, five innings to dispatch Gross Point North. 12 nothing was the score. Bomarito threw the uh, five-inning no-hitter, which the state recognizes, and she was one hitter away from a perfect game. An error cost her the perfect uh, game um, with uh, two outs in the third. So she starts the game, strikeout, strikeout, pop up to second, uh, and then in the bottom of the first, the Muskrats score eight times 
to basically say, yeah, we're winning this game today. Thanks for coming, Gross Point North. Bomarito starts with a single. Uh, Tori Boyd runs for her, steals second, scores on a double by Bree Thomason. She goes to third on a wild pitch. Ella Stevenson is walked because they just refuse to throw anything close to the plate to her in this game. She steals second. Sierra Vossler singles into left, scoring one run. Runners at the corners. I think Stevenson just stopped at third because she wanted to walk home on J.C. Reams. Three-run bomb. Uh, how far back behind the fence is that drainage ditch in left? 20-ish feet, depending on where in left field you hit anywhere from 20 to 30 feet. Yeah, the, the ball landed dead center in the drainage ditch. She crushed it. Um, it was a booming blast. Um, and then after the smoke cleared from that, I feel like they should have one of those exploding scoreboards like they do at Comiskey. Um, uh, the, the, the pitcher, McCloskey, settled down mysteriously for two hitters because she struck out Simpson and she struck out DuVernay. And you're thinking, okay, the, she, she's, she's found it. But then she walked along. Camden Thaler hit a hard single in the left that the left fielder Olaid. Um, DeLange came all the way around to score. Thaler ended up at third base. Bomarito then doubled her home, and Boyd came around on a couple of wild pitches, and it's an eight-run inning before they finally uh, – and that's the other thing. McCloskey strikes out Thomason to retire the side. So she gives up eight runs in an inning but struck out the side. All right. Faced 11 hitters. So that was the weird thing. Then Bomarito strikeout, pop up to first strikeout. Elkanak gets a run on a walk, pass ball, wild pitch. They basically they don't get a hit, but they score to make it nine to nothing. Then it's strikeout, strikeout, error, strikeout in the third, um, which was the only hitter over the limit that Bomarito would have to face. Um, they got another home run, a two-run bomb from Maria Simpson, uh, and then it was pop-up, fly-out, strikeout, fly-out, strikeout, strikeout, ball game. So 10 strikeouts in five innings pitch. Didn't walk anybody. Didn't give up a hit. Didn't give up a run. Uh, Bomarito with three hits and an RBI herself. Two hits for Bree Thomason and a couple of RBIs. Foster drove in a run. Uh, Reams had the three-run homer. Uh, Simpson with a double, a home run, and two RBIs. All Algonac in game one. Game two was Marysville and Utica part three. Yeah, that was... I don't know if they didn't realize that was going to – well, they didn't plan on having a double header the day before because yeah, the be, first game was a make-up from, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, they, they were supposed to play in April in Utica, and so on Thursday they played that game after playing their regularly scheduled game in Marysville, and then they met each other in game one of this tournament. So the games were 10-9 to and 11-7 to on Thursday – so we had to have an 11-9 to game on Friday, right? Uh, and Marysville won all three of them. To their uh, credit, Emma Curtis had a hit and scored three runs. Lexi Perrin is a doubles machine. She had a, two hits and a double and four RBIs. Caitlin Kane had two doubles and drove in two runs. Jade Schiller with two hits and an RBI. Megan Lenarski doubled and drove in two runs. And Ashley Bassett had two hits and a run. So, again, Ryan Ratchie playing all of his girls giving everybody a chance, and getting contributions from a lot of them. Uh, also on Friday, Eisenhower beat Armada 10 to nothing. North Branch swept a doubleheader from MLA City 6 to nothing. Alana Deshetsky threw the no-hitter in that one with three walks, 
14 strikeouts. Emily Brinker had three hits, a double, and an RBI. And North Branch won game two, 11-5. Macy Budd, best name in softball, two hits and an RBI. Alana Deshetsky, two hits and an RBI. Jasmine Mock, three walks and an RBI. Uh, Natasha Bickle, a double, three RBIs. She also drew a walk. Uh, Brinker had three more hits, a double, three more RBIs. And for Imlay City, Jaya Forty had three hits and a walk. Natalie Stone had two hits and an RBI. And Brooklyn Ross had three hits, including a double, two RBIs. That brings us to Saturday, and that brings us back to Brady and Kenna Bomarito. Yeah. I got to see part two of the Kenna Bomarito show because she did so well on the mound the night before that she figured, all right, I'll do even more at the plate this time since I'm not pitching against Utica. Get in there. Not everyone's even settled in. It's it's 9 in the morning, and half the people there aren't even fully awake. And first batter of the game, Kenna Bomarito goes yard. And you're like, all right, we're off to a roaring start. And it was a bomb. She hit one the pitch before that went foul that had to have gone 250-plus feet. She pulled it. And it almost landed in like the driveway part of the parking lot at uh, Algonac. She then hit a home run, and Algonac was just lighting up Utica. It was 2 nothing after 1. In the bottom of the second, Camden Thaler, their 9-hitter, hits a towering fly ball to left field, lands over the wall, 2-run home run. So it's 4 nothing. Kind of Bomarito comes back up, takes one the opposite way for a home run. And Algonac was just dominating Utica. Bree Thomason had added a double in that inning. Ellis Stevenson added a double. It would stay at 6 nothing for a while till the bottom of the fifth inning where Kenna Bomarito hit another ball that I thought was going to go over the fence. And it hit the middle of the fence going the opposite way down the line. She doubled in a run there. Uh, Ella Stevenson got, picked up her fourth hit in the inning. Bree Thomason drove in another run. And when it was all said and done, 9-2 to two after a seventh in top, or bo- excuse me, bottom of the sixth inning, Maria Simpson home run. So four home runs for Algonac in the 9-2 to two win over Utica. Ella Stevenson, as I mentioned, Four for four, a double in RBI. Kenna Bomarito, three hits, two home runs, a double, three RBIs. Camden Thaler and Maria Simpson each added home runs as well. And, yeah, Algonac was on despite their little lull in the middle. When they were when they were seeing pitches, they, were, they weren't missing them. The ball was carrying yeah. Saturday, oh, at least in the morning. Saturday morning, it was flying out of there, and I thought, boy, this is going to be a long, long day. Because the teams that were there, other than Algonac, all the other teams had kind of been struggling with their pitching um, that we had seen. And speaking of, D. DeLang. Yeah, D. DeLang goes the distance, only strikes out one batter, but doesn't walk any, hits just one, and forced a ton of weak contact. Defense made a few nice plays behind her. Sierra Vossler had a nice diving catch among a few other players, but just... Did the job. Had a slew of one, two, three innings, three different one, two, three innings, and no one from Utica could figure her out. And Dee DeLang had a really nice performance going seven innings with one strikeout, a couple earned runs, but no walks. And that that's what you want out of your pitching. And she's she could be 
a top-tier pitcher on a team that didn't have Kenna Bomarito, on a team that wasn't one of the five best in their division. There are a lot of teams in the area I think Dee DeLang would be the number one pitcher for. And here's the thing, because she's their three. Yeah. Because they've been pitching the freshman, J.C. Reams, usually when they give Bomarito a, a rest. Um, and, and Dee doesn't throw that many innings for them. So that was a real good outing. I don't normally um, say nice things about Brady, but uh, we were in the booth on Saturday, which is a first for us in, in Algonac. It's back a little ways. It's from, like a tower the between field. the baseball and softball. Yeah, um, and the where it's set up, the first base dugout blocks a lot of the right field line. Like you can't see the first baseman making catches at first base. Yeah, you see like 58 feet of the first baseline. And and you some in some spots you can't see much of the right fielder and the Vossler catch was a great catch that was hard to see um, and Brady did a good job with it. Well, thank you. Thank so, you. You can go and listen to that on our archive. Yes. Th- there you go. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Uh, game two was Gross Point North and Marysville. Um, this was a, a, an interesting ball game. Marysville jumped out early to a 2-0 lead in the first. Kane had an RBI single. Perrin drove in a run with a ground, bout, ground out. Gross Point North came right back, though. Um, first hitter singled. Second hitter doubled, third hitter Smith with a two-run single. Then two more singles loaded the bases, um, and uh, Marysville actually threw a runner out on the, the base pass. Uh, the two-run single, the girl went to second on the throw home, and Oles threw a dart back down to second to get the girl. So the two more hits, but a ground ball to uh, Walters at third, and she was able to step on the bag and throw over to first, get a double play, get him out of the inning. Lenarski was pitching in traffic all game long. Gross Point North um, got uh, runners on in the uh, the second. I thought they'd scored a run. I was very confused on this play. Bases loaded with one out. Girl hits a fly ball deep left center. First off, I thought it had a chance to be a grand slam, especially the way the ball was jumping out in, in game, game one. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, this is going to get ugly. Kane makes the catch about a step from the warning track. Okay, which is in center field, it's about 220 feet at that point. Yep. Everybody tags and moves up 60 feet. No big deal, right? Yeah, it seems pretty routine. They put the run up on the board, 3-2 gross point north. Ryan Ratchie comes out, says something to the home plate umpire, says something to the base umpire. Next thing I know, umpire's putting their arms up in the air, calling it out. Run comes off the board. I'm like, who left early? Right. What happened? I just said, all right, they, they've called the runner out at home, must have left third early. That's what I would assume. Later on, I Don't I, you have to throw over to third, though, and well, appeal? That's normally the, the procedure. What they told me when I talked to them after the fact was that they actually called the runner at first out, and what Coach Winston told me was they got that wrong. The runner that should have been called out was the runner at second who never tagged. She ran halfway on the fly ball, and then when it was caught, just kept going to third, never went back, and that was the runner that they were asking to be called out. Huh. Um, but they ended up calling out the runner at first and making the other two runners go back to second and third, and that's why the run came off the board. And they got a, a, a double play that way. But why would the run runner on third have to come back? 
because with the one runner not tagging, everybody else has got to go back, apparently, is the rule. That's all right. Like it becomes a dead ball situation there and nothing else that happened on the play counts. Okay. So anyway, That would have confused me as well. It was very confusing, but it was another. It was a, technically another double play for Marysville. Uh, and then in the next inning, again, a bases loaded situation where they had to, to. So the first three innings of the game, Gross Point North loaded the bases, and they had the bases loaded four times in the game. Uh, and Marysville was playing from behind most of the day. They got it to four to three in the fifth with a, a double by Avery Walters that scored in a run. And then they give up two and go behind six to three. They come back in the the sixth. Lexi Perrin with a home run to center field, cuts it to six to four. Then Winston singles, they sacrifice her over and an error gets her in and it's a six five game. And you're just like, if you can just get one Shut down inning here. Get to the seventh, only down by one. But they kind of kick the ball around a little bit uh, in the next inning, give up two more runs. They're down 8-5. They do get a two-out double from Walters. So they got Kane to the plate with Perrin on deck. So you got the tying run on deck, and you got two really hot hitters going. But uh, Kane, they got to uh, pop out to get out of the game. And uh, Gross Point North ended up winning 8-5. to Three errors by Marysville is what really kind of stuck out in this one because each error kind of cost them. So that was kind of an ugly game. Uh, and then uh, in the uh, final game that we covered there, it was Algonac being Algonac. They had eight runs before you even knew what the hell was going on. Um, three in the first. They do just jump you. Yeah, th- th- they do. If you are not ready, set, go, all of a sudden, you're five batters into the game, and you're down three runs. Because, again, one through nine, they can all put one over the fence. They can put one in a gap. And then if they have to play small ball and bunt someone over and manufacture a run, they do that well, too. Yeah. It was uh, Bomberito walked. They actually, Marysville did a good job against Bomberito. She didn't have a hit in this game. Um, Bomberito walked. Uh, Thomason singled. Stevenson doubled home both runs. Then Vossler hit a ground ball to third, and they threw it away, and another run scored. And there's a runner at third with nobody out. Um, and uh, actually, the uh, the freshman, uh, Ryan Quain, did a good job. Strikeout, pop-up, pop-up to strand that runner at third. And you're thinking, okay, you know, that could have been a lot worse. They're down 3 nothing, but okay. Um, but Marysville just couldn't get the bats going. They only had four hits in this game. Uh, and Algonac scored five more in the uh, the next uh, inning. Um, at one point, they strung together a stretch of single hit by pitch, single, 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 single. To uh, so so it's eight nothing. Then uh, Brandy Bassett came in in the, the third inning, and she gave up just one run in the four innings that she pitched, and really did a good job. Uh, I you know I think. Algonac prefers the harder throwers, like Quain throws gas, and Bassett just kind of... Hard to slow down a bat. Yeah, and Bassett just kind of pinpoints her changeup, shows you the fastball, but very rarely throws it in the strike zone, Mm -hmm. uh, and gets kids to chase pitches that aren't strikes. She can get kids out without ever throwing them a strike, you know, and and she did a really nice job for Marysville. But, again, the, the Vikings just couldn't get the, the bats 
going you have in, to in have this one. If you want to beat Algonac, you know, you and, really do. And Bomarino only struck out five, but like she just she didn't need it. She pitched to more contact, and and she had you know a big lead right from the get go. Uh, and Algonac really dominated. And in this uh, three games that they played, they scored 30 runs, Brady, and they gave up four. Yeah. That's why Algonac is one of the favorites to make a deep run. And we won't talk about it this show, but Dennis, remember how we talked about not all districts or not all regions are created equal? Well, there's an opportunity that Richmond and Algonac, you know when they would meet, or Richmond and or Algonac and Almont even, because Richmond and Almont are in the same district. Do you know when they would meet? It's like the, the semifinals, the isn't semifinals it? semifinals is when... Algonac and Richmond or Algonac and Almont would finally run into each other. So, and Algonac's path, no disrespect to anyone in that region, but until the quarterfinal, Algonac would be the heavy favorite in every game. And whereas, like, the, the defending champs got to run the gauntlet. Like, they have to go through Almont in the district, Milling, Millington in the regional. Believe, yeah. And then whoever um, in the quarterfinal. Yeah, it, at that we, point, it's yeah, too we, hard to project. Well, we, we were looking at it, and it was, it was somebody good. I think Shepard could be there. Yeah. It, it, they go like they, they play teams in the upper part of the lower peninsula where Algonac through the regionals like in Detroit. Yeah. Every other regional besides or every other district that goes into the regional besides the one Algonac's in is like Detroit or Warren or even there. They're in a Madison-based district, basically. Yeah. And they got pulled south where the baseball team had to go up to Brown City. <laughs> so make sense of that. Yeah, anyway. It's hard to do. Other games going on on Saturday. Northern was in Canton for five games. They struggled a bit. Uh, they lost to Allen Park seven to one. Lost to Livonia Churchill fourteen to eight. Lost to Gladstone eleven to one. Then on Sunday they went back to play two more. They beat Kettering nine to six. Mackenzie Shagney two hits. Marissa Ramo two hits an RBI. Shannon Falco two hits an RBI. And Madison Ramo two hits put one over the fence. Drove in a run. They then played Gladstone again and again lost eleven to one. So one and four on the weekend for Northern. Anchor Bay was also in a similar type tournament. They beat Cousineau 11 to 6, beat Carlton Airport 11 nothing, lost to Escanaba 6 to 4. So Escanaba was driving a long way. They weren't losing. They're a good team. Escanaba's got a good program. They are. And again, we talked about this with Mike Gallagher. You weigh weekend results less than you do midweek league game results. Because coach, yeah. We're not going into that again. Yeah. Um, Anchor Bay then beat on Sunday, beat Dundee fifteen to four, and lost to Stony Creek fourteen to one. Yeah. By by that point, Anchor Bay must have had uh, the the freshman team in. Yeah. I. Or they just had a game where everything. <laughs> or Stony went Creek's wrong. a lot better than I know. And everything went wrong for Anchor Bay, and everything went right for them. North Branch played two more games. They're playing good softball. I know they lost two to Richmond, but that's nothing to hang your head. About they beat Notre Dame Prep five to three. Jasmine Gurlish two hits, a home run, a double, an RBI. Jasmine Mock two hits, a home run, two RBIs in the win. Game two, they beat Notre Dame Prep again eight to four. Jasmine Gurlish three hits. Feels like we say her name every time yep. we bring up North Branch. And Emily Brinker a home run, three RBIs. Jasmine Mock a hit, two RBIs. And Emily Brinker's a name that we weren't really familiar with before the season. 
And again, almost every game, we're talking about Emily Brinker. Yeah, she's she's the catcher, and she hit one against Shoeboy in the second game with the doubleheader at Richmond. Yeah. So Jasmine Maka hit two RBIs, Macy Bug, three hits, a triple, and two RBIs. And that does it for softball. And this coming week, we have five different teams that can make a play at, that aren't just within, like, a, have a puncher's chance at a league title, that if they win out, should be league champions. All right, we'll, uh, we'll get more in-depth with that in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 810- 987-2185. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. And uh, there is one thing that I have learned about Brady Beaton. He loves to look at the standings every day. I do. Well, it tells the story. <laughs> anyway, some of these stories are coming to an end. Uh, we'll start with baseball because we have three teams in very tightly contested races. Marine City is a game up on Lampfear for the regular season gold title. Now, remember the gold is only playing two conference games per opponent because they're experimenting with a tournament at the end, yep. or so we were told. And Marine City 7-1, and Lamphere 6-2, and two, those two teams play each other. So if Marine City gets a split, they win a league title. If they, lo- if they get swept, they finish second. There's no way for them to share a league title. They either win it outright by winning one of the two games. For, uh, Tuesday, they're at Lamphere. Thursday, they're at home. So Marine City has a chance to claim the gold. I'm just real quick looking over what we've got uh, going on. Dooby 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 doo. And oh boy, th- we got a lot going on this week. Yes, that's why we're getting into it because hopefully, for our sakes, and I we talked about this I think on our last show is when I was at Marine City. I'm like, well, you play at Lamphere on Tuesday. If you win that game, then the game Thursday really doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so the, they really do us a favor by winning. Tuesday. On the road, because then Thursday, we'd probably have to dump Port here and High Port here on Northern softball. No offense, guys, but your game doesn't matter. 
And well, it's funny you mentioned standing wise because also on Thursday in Marine City is Fraser Marine City softball, and that would be for a MAC blue title. And Marine City is a half game back. Marine City plays Lance Cruz on Tuesday, and then Frazier on Thursday. They can win out. They are league champs. They would take the lead. I don't know if they have a game coming the following week. I'm assuming they do to catch up to Frazier, so they would still have to win a game or two. But that would put them in a chance to win. So Marine City has a chance to win league titles in both baseball and softball, which I wonder when the last time that's happened in Marine City. Yeah, because, because again, the first thing that pops into your head with Marine City is football, 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 football. football. They win football all the time. But the the girls' basketball has been pretty solid for a couple of years, and uh, baseball and softball are solid for a while now. Um, In the Mac Blue baseball, we documented this in the first segment. Port here on Northern's eight and three, Lance Cruz nine and two. Lance Cruz swept Lakeview, who was in first place a week this time a week ago. Lance Cruz has to take on Frazier. They are seven and five in league play, and have uh, I would be surprised if Lance Cruz also sweeps Frazier. But the good news is for Northern. As long as they match what Lance Cruz does, so if Lance Cruz goes two and one and Portia Northern goes two and one, it forces that game that was suspended to be played because they'd stay a game back. So that would mean they would be playing for a share of the league title. If they get a little bit of help, that game could mean an outright league title for Port here on Northern. We will have Northern's home game against Lakeview on Wednesday. They go to Lakeview on Tuesday and. Uh, Friday, home on Wednesday. So they have a chance with a young team. That's a They do have some veteran players. But they have a pretty young team, as we talked about, to win a Mac Blue title. And you know Coach Manis has a has a little spot on his mantle somewhere for, for a Mac trophy. <laughs> and then in the white, this series will we'll have the entirety of as long as the rain stays away and we can play. St. Clair's a half game back of Gross Point North. They take on Anchor Bay. Anchor Bay is a full game back. Anchor Bay and Gross Point North are in the same situation that Lance Cruz, or excuse me, that Northern and Lance Cruz are in. That they have a game that needs still needs to be made up. So there is a three-way race in the Mac White. Gross Point North eight and three, Saint Clair eight and four, Anchor Bay seven and four. It's a huge series in the Mac White tonight at Anchor Bay. I'll be there for game number five hundred. Tuesday back at Saint Clair, Thursday back at Anchor Bay. There's not really a cut and dry scenario because Gross Point North has to take on Utica. Utica's three and nine in league. They're not a bad team, folks. Yeah. Um, either way, like the intriguing part about it is this series is just as important for St. Clair and as it is for Anchor Bay and vice versa. Right. Because the Tars are in the mix. They're in the same spot that um, Northern is. If they win the same amount of games as Gross Point North, that will trigger that game to be remade, and then it's one game for a league title for Anchor Bay. So, yeah, that should be a fun series where – Everyone's at the edge of their seat every pitch. Softball, 
St. Clair has a half-game lead, I believe, on Lons Cruz North. This might not be updated yet. It is not because St. Clair is 5-2 and two in league and Lons Cruz is 6-2. and two. Uh, They never put in the Lons Cruz North-St. Clair score from last week. So St. Clair is a half-game back of Lons Cruz North. They still have a few games more to go. St. Clair hosts Utica on Tuesday, their only other league loss, and then they go down to St. Clair on Thursday, or go down to Lakeshore, excuse me, on Thursday. So those are the teams vying for league championships. And, well, the BWAC race, as long as Richmond sweeps, they have Elmont, MLA City left in baseball. They'll be outright league champs. And softball, talk to us on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, St. Clair Algonac today doesn't mean anything in the standings for either of those two teams, but really intrigued and really hope that the weather's good enough to get this game in. Yes. And the thing that I love about softball is that the the pitching, they can throw a bomberito against Paul today, and it's not going to affect what they do later in the week. Right. So um, today, the next two days, I have St. Clair Anchor Bay today at 4 o'clock at Anchor Bay, tomorrow 4.30 in St. Clair for the first two games of that series. And, yeah, this is these are the fun ones where you're kind of on your edge of your seat every pitch knowing that one swing can change the outcome of your season. Yeah, so, and, and again, we're trying to be at all the games that matter yes. the most or that have an effect on the standings the most uh, if we can be. Yes, yes, we will. And then thrown in there that later this week, as we mentioned, uh, the Catholic League playoffs start for Mooney on Friday at 2. So we have that in the mix as well. So we will have we'll be busy, but that's a good thing that we have, what, if you include Mooney baseball, six teams trying to finish off or put get closer to the finish line with league championships in spring sports. And that's not including the BWAC, where you have three of the top five ranked teams in Division Three in the league, which is, think about that, Dennis, ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, oh, and oh, by the way, we're like, what, 13 days away from starting the postseason? Not even. <laughs> like, I think you can start it, yeah, like next Friday yeah. with the new rule. But so. anyway, you got anything else? That's all I got. All right. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.